inside his own. You can fight it. There's the bounce, Somerville, and there's the siren. Victory for the Bombers. But in the end, you'll fail. Kevin Sheedy joins Dick Reynolds as the most successful club in over 100 years at this famous club. The red and black runs through you. and rich in history that no club can match. Looking for a mark here. We have clubs in the AFL, the VFL, the VFLW and the brand new Wheelchair Football League. Four clubs, one goal. Join Liam and Andrew for your weekly Essendon fix. Reviews, previews of all four clubs right here on the Flying Up podcast. The other teams, they don't fear. They all try their best, but they can't get near as the bombers fly on. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. This is the Flying Up Podcast with Liam and Andrew. Welcome, Andrew. Hello. What a weekend it was in football. It was some highs and some lows, mostly lows. Mostly lows. lows. It Probably was about 22% highs and 88% lows. Let's go back a few weeks ago okay. when um, Essen decided to play Fremantle and I said, Essen needs to defeat Fremantle by 30 points yep. because they want to be a top four team. Definitely. What's happened since? They have lost against Fremantle by, was it 16 points? Which is, now, a, which is a modest 16 points. It was yeah. a foot off the gas pedal towards the end. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It was a sort of... Th- yeah, I think that was the was Fremantle... Pre- Fremantle players are probably... There's probably a Fremantle podcast where they're yeah. saying, we said before we went into the Essendon match that we had to beat Essendon by at least 30 points. points. <laughs> well, we, yeah. I mean, we do. We won. And then last week... Well, wait, 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 wait. Before we get into that. Yeah. So we, we lost to Fremantle in Perth. We got none of the best record away from home. No. For home, first game at the new Perth Stadium. So Fremantle was up and about. Yeah. Could have been an off day. Yeah. It could have been. It could have been. Then. At the moment, we're looking at an off decade. <laughs> then last week, Essendon played Bulldogs at home at Etihad. Uh, I don't think it was a home match, was it? But it's still, uh, yeah, it's the way, Etihad. The way, yeah. Who cares, though? It's, it's at Etihad. Home ground. Yeah. It's weird um, that Essendon, Essendon Carlton's home ground's Etihad. Do you yeah. think being one of the big clubs would be the MCG? But yeah, yeah they had. Well, Essendon, I think they at first they're trying to put the Western teams to the, to the um, yeah, to Etihad, Etihad yeah. and the Eastern teams to, to the MCG. But that hasn't, that hasn't worked. Because Kilda still play it at. Thank you, it was Eddie Had. Eddie Had, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, but anyway, we played at Eddie Had against the Bulldogs, and we lost by what was it? Something obscene, almost thirty points. 14, 20, 104 to twelve, eleven, eighty-three. Eighty-three, nearly thirty points. Twenty-one points, the margin. That is insane. And against the, the bullies, who had been undefeated, and who had been defeated, and been injury-prone, absolutely mm. the walking wounded they were. And, and it was us. just not good at all. Oh boy, to the boy, to the wow, to the we. <laughs> I, uh, what, could you do that again? Boy to the boy to the wow to the wee. Not bad. That sounds like a mixture of Gaelic I, and I rap. I definitely did not copy it off a YouTuber who did that. Oh, good. I'm glad you didn't do that. Nah, definitely and not. And then you gladly you didn't then go and say that in another podcast. Nah, yeah, of course not. Um, well, I think it was probably the funniest thing I've ever heard of. That was fantastic. No. Um, there really isn't much to commend about this, and is there? Now let's talk about the biggest issue of the game, of course. Yep. Essendon in the last week, the last they three goals in a row, three goals in like five minutes. Mm. Uh, 16 points, sorry, 15 points in margin. Five minutes to go. K- 
kicks into the side of the four fifty. Yep. Danaher takes a mark in the in the goal square, pretty much ten meters out. And as a full four, if you were a full forward, what would you do? I would kick the goal or do my best to do it. And if you're paid nearly a million dollars a year to kick goals, yes, what would you do? I would do my absolute bloody best to kick that goal, and if I would didn't, you hand pass it to the bloody ground? I I I I would consider it for a millisecond, <laughs> and no. then think that was crazy. No, what am I doing here? For glad that crazy thought passed. I'm just going to go and kick the goal. Kicked it, fantastic. I've done my job. Should I? That is. People say he tried to hand pass to Josh Green. No, he hand passed it. To the dirt. To the dirt. It did now, not hit Josh Green. He was a meter away from some him. Some would say that kicking that hand pass into the dirt was a better option than Josh Green anyway. But, <laughs> but that still doesn't matter. The fact that Green got tackled within three seconds is surely not surprising. It's not. Uh, it's not understand. I mean, I, I I don't really have any hard feelings towards Josh Green for this because I do genuinely think he's still one of the best, probably the best player at the moment in Essendon, and that was a stupid, terrible position he was put in. Do you know what the happened blame after? blame should come solely on Danaher. Do you know what happened after? What? Doggies, get the ball down and kick the winning goal to put him up by 21 points. <laughs> the game could have been over and won by the Doggies. The ball was, if they kicked that goal, yeah. they would have been nine points, five minutes ago. They would have won the game. Exactly, yes. Essendon's yeah. ability to come back is best to none in the AFL without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. And what happened? He hand-passed it! It's, it's insane. And this is what I was saying last week. I don't think Danaher is our best goal kicker anymore, our best forward. Well, I don't no, think he's, no, he's the best hand-passer. He's the best hand-passer. He is fantastic at hand-passing to the ground. Oh, he's absolutely he is phenomenal at that, isn't he? In terms he? of stats into hand-passing to the ground, he is up there. <laughs> but oh. if there was a medal, they should have the Danaher medal, which is for hand-passing into the ground. And Mate. he would win it every single year. Joey boy, Joey boy, just <laughs> if if you're gonna tune into the podcast, which I highly suggest Please you should. Don't. Yeah, can we uh, just put a disclaimer at the start yeah. of this episode saying, yeah. "Enjoy, welcome to the Flying Up Podcast." Joe Dunham, maybe not listen to this one. Um, so you had a good year last year. You won the best and fairest. Mm. You made all Australian. You came, I think, fourth in the Coleman. Mm. You played finals. Yeah. You're not having the best year this year. No. You know you got how goal is still go. You haven't played. Who's played two games in two years? Not the best effort. No. You have a chance. And you know, you sign a big contract. You have all this hype. You're Matthew Lloyd 2.0 now. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? You, you, you play like a spud. <laughs> and coming from, coming out, and particularly against Fremantle, to play, to be a bigger spud than Fremantle is really saying something. Not just that. The fact that he played against a guy who has not played footy in two years. Yeah. Two games in two years. Granted, Alex Pierce, all Australian form, might I add. Yeah. Um, but that was a dis- absolutely poor Poor display by Joe Danaher. You yeah. kicked the goal. I don't. I, I you're don't, a forward. I know Josh Green's a forward, but you're the key forward. I don't understand. Uh, in all seriousness, no one has really explained what that was about. No one has, has explained what the justification was for that. Why they decided. Why he decided to do that. I'm, I do think that it wasn't just Danaher's craziness. I think that there's something uh, they, because they handball profusely. I think it's time we address the handballing. That's no longer just a, a, a observation from an annoyed fan. This time, we once again had one and a third times as many handballs as the bullies. We had 195 handballs. 195 handballs uh, in one match. That is insane. The Bulldogs had 147, which I think is also high. But still, 195. That is uh, That, that just, just does not make sense. I kind of think why in a game where the very name is... Where its name is football, where the key move is to kick the ball... 
and where the entire game is structured around people kicking the ball to one another, why they insist on handballing all the time? Oh, that's not good in rugby, wouldn't uh, they? Oh, well, they, so no, no, in our luck, if, we, if they started playing rugby, they'd just start to kick it. The chance, uh, the thing about the thing about the handballing is, it's not only that they're handballing strategically; they're just handballing for the sake of it. Often they'll handball to people in pressure. There was a time during the match last week. It's like when you when mark it ten metres out to win the bloody game, and you hand pass it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There was a time. I mean, that was the worst case, but there was a time during the match when a player who I won't name <laughs> got a, uh, handballed. Oh, you seem, bit, you seem a bit sick there. Uh, Sound uh, like you've uh, left with a lot of hype to being promised, but you haven't really delivered. Uh, yes, yeah. This cold. I thought this cold would be better earlier in the year. Um, oh, I thought this, this culture, that I, culture went away last year, actually. But, you know, it's to stick around. I cannot seem to get rid of this cold. Oh, but, we know the feeling. But they, uh, anyway, they handballed, he handballed it to, I can't remember who it was, I think it was, might have been Fantasia, someone who was in the middle of, in, 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 in pressure with three Bulldogs players around him when he himself had an open passage. I don't, I don't understand the handballing. And Walsfeld doesn't explain it. No one explains it. It's just, it just does not make sense. I, um... I, look, I don't think it'll... Um, it's a phone line. You got a nice message there, yeah? Pardon? You got a good message? Well, I, I, it seems we both got them at the same Goddard, time. Goddard message you saying, Oi, could you not, mate? I'm, <laughs> I'll hit the pretzels. <laughs> so, oh, Goddard, just uh, a friendly jab. You know, there's only one player in the game that was hungry. Who? Connor McKerner. Yes, you're right. The only hungry player decided to take a bite out of Tory Dixon. And not just <laughs> that. Okay, Connor. I think you really okay. did buy I can't, I can't, I can't, my Gaelic isn't good. So okay. I can't, I'll yeah. try to talk English. Here we go. Um, That's good because it's a predominantly English speaking podcast. Yeah, but you know, no, we got Irish. We got three downlines from Ireland. So our Irish three we are popular in Ireland. We've tripled our And Ireland. we're going to get hated now by the Irish yeah. because of this. McKenna buddy. Yep. Fella. As <laughs> Seamus from WWE would say. Yep. Are um, you going to say this in Gaelic? No, I can't speak Gaelic. Fair enough, then don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that never stopped anyone. God, yeah. I know one word. Never stopped Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Um, yeah. I think he's trying to do his best Conor McGregor impersonation when he yeah. threw the thing at the bus. Okay, <laughs> you get you get run down. You you think you're fast. You get run down. I get the tussle. The tussle's the tussle. You tussle. It's mm. it's footy. You don't bite like a kid who didn't get his own way, mate. Yeah. Especially when you're losing. What is going on with Essendon at the moment? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. It it really doesn't make sense. I, I look, it's and it's a disappointing display because they've always been, if nothing else, amiable gentlemen on the on the field. I know that. Uh, let's not talk about the drug saga. That's been well and truly hyped over. Over, but I mean that is the only time that Essendon has ever been accused of an indiscretion. We very very rarely get um, get sent to tribunal. Our players. Apart from um, a Sludge Hammer incident in two thousand nine. Uh, but that was nearly 10 years ago now. Oh, I'm just, I'm bringing up examples here. Exactly, yeah, yeah. History, history, history always evidence. Happens. Yeah. Um, but they, I mean, we are, we have to admit that we get, we are, we, uh, uh, statistically and culturally, we are a very polite, dignified, sensible club. No, 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 um, not as posh as Melbourne, to, but still. No, no. You I'm don't bring well, cheese platters to the G. But we're the, we're, we're our, generally our supporters are servants to Melbourne supporters. So we, we have to keep it alive to keep this, this ah, structural yeah, civilization yeah. Yep. alive. But the, the thing, we and you know, often when they do get sent to tribunal, it's over silly stuff like collisions and, and accidents. Whereas this, this is really unacceptable. This biting thing. I mean, I, and watching I the footage. Yes. And the thing is, like I said, it wasn't a, like in the fight in the moment. He got tackled. Yeah. And then chucked a Jake Carlisle like dummy spit. No. It was terrible. I don't see how you can. I love how you got the, the Carlisle dummy spit as now. Oh, no, because that's what happened on the weekend yeah. against Adelaide. Yeah, he chucked yeah. it as a dummy spit. But, oh, it was just. 
Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't see how you could possibly bite someone in the heat of the moment. Oh, come yeah. on, let's go. It's hard. It's <laughs> I don't like. You're right. It's not. There's no. I mean, a punch or a kick, even a striking knee. Not wanting to condone any of those, but you can understand how in the in a in a scrum. In a in, in in a competition, there would be you can easily have limbs flying around. Like it would said, be easy to do that. Whereas, what did my head in the most is the fact that he did it because he didn't get his own way. Yeah, he got tackled, got annoyed, and he bit. Yeah, and three weeks was lenient. I think the tribunal had an off week. I think Rance and Sandlin all should have got weeks. Yeah, yeah, got left off. Only three weeks, really weak. Mm. And he the fact that he's probably in his best career, best form as well. Mm, for Essendon yeah. to get suspended and why it's just not a good look for Essendon yeah. not a good look for him not a good mm. look for people from Ireland to be honest no no then, well Zach yeah. Tui's probably the best Irish player at the moment anyways yeah, so at least, at, least him, at least we got him yeah, who, and he plays for Geelong Geelong yeah so you know that's really saying something when that's the best player we've got <laughs> uh, it's pretty um, yeah it is a, it is a real it is, it is very bad for the club for you people from Ireland please don't stop um, downloading the show <laughs> we, we appreciate your support I think four downloads last week from Ireland which really? is yeah, fantastic. Our Irish listeners love us. Quadrupled. It's gonna it's gonna be five when they none of them download we, the podcast next have, week. Have we actually got any Australian listeners at all? I think <laughs> we've got a few. We've got a few Australian listeners. Um, actually, there was an incident where we weren't even on the podcast. That really? I had to fix it up myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we're never actually on the iTunes store. Oh. So that's probably why we had no listeners. Oh, good, good. That's well, of course why we yeah. had no listeners. It wasn't due to this. But um, just going through and yeah, so I think I think I, I, we understand that it's frustrating and that this is a really really disappointing time and that there's lots of that Essendon has. Had, has been forced in a lot of uncomfortable and frustrating and annoying positions, but yeah, if we if the if the players are going to start acting like this, and and if if if, the, if the small things like these, stupid little fights and spats like these are going to soon turn into real scandals, so beware. But looking at some of the other stats in the game, they were just as bad. We had we had we we interesting. We had a lot fewer free kicks, but I don't think that was. I think that was only because Essendon was 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 giving away so many free kicks. I don't think watching watching the game. I don't think the umpire was off. I think they genuinely did give away a lot of bad free kicks, and also the disposals were. We had more disposals, but far fewer possessions, uh, far fewer contested possessions. One hundred twenty-four to one hundred thirty-seven, which is interesting with Essendon, isn't it? Because we always have more disposals than the opposition, but but they never come to anything. The disposals of people, are dispo- when they say disposals here, they're talking about disposals, like Danaher's disposal into the ground. <laughs> we also had um, many, much fewer kicks, 227 to Essence 202. We had, like I said, lots more handballs um, and a- almost half as many clearances. Almost half as many cl- That's what you were saying last week about, the, about how clearances. What do you think of that? 36 to 22 clearances. Le- only two-thirds of as many... Clearances of the Bulldogs. Um, not good enough. Yeah. Absolutely not good enough, to be honest. And it's just, it, it was a frustrating game. Um, you know, I, mm. I had Essendon in a, a few weeks ago. Last mm. week, I said nine teams are in the running. Mm. There is a good chance that I might cut that down to eight by the looks of stuff at the moment. Yeah. Because that is, that was not, that's not acceptable for a team that wants to play finals. No, no. And it's, it's interesting because even, um, um, it it does say that like it, it says a lot about a club that we we aren't as more aren't more dis, aren't more disturbed by this. I mean, Wusher said this morning that he was frustrated with the kicking. I haven't actually looked at that, so I don't know whether he means he's frustrated that they didn't kick more or frustrated with. I know you're frustrated they didn't kick more. Well, I I, I I honestly am worried that he's frustrated that they they were kicking too much. That <laughs> <laughs> there's they still had they still had 195 handballs. And that did wasn't you remember, did West Coast kick a lot? I think they were very hand passing. They, yeah, they yeah. had the midfield. They had Judd, Kirk, uh, um, Cousins, and Cox. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they had the midfield to hand pass, where Essendon, as good as Heppel and Merritt are, yeah. they'd, and they'd, they don't have a Cox in the ruck. No. 
uh, who's probably one of the best ruckmen of all time. Yeah. And uh, they don't have any targets. That was the thing about the Fremantle match. Um, Banfield, Banfield tagged um, Merritt. Yeah, yeah. Um, out of the game. And, yeah, so you left left with one um, midfield, which was um, Heppel. Mm. That was the other thing about the Fremantle match. Every single time that the that Essendon would uh, have it up their end, there was always at least one or two Fremantle players in their defense, in their forward, just waiting for when the, to give them targets. And oh. in, in the Essendon match, in the, in the Bulldogs match, that moment when they turned over, the, the, fa- the now famous moment when Danaher turned over to That could end Green. your season because... When we get into who Essendon plays next um, on no, this weekend, we'll find out why. I don't want to know about but that. Let's, but yeah, so anyway, let's the last thing I'll say about that, just one more thing about the Essendon match. They're, 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 the fact that, I mean, to miss is one thing, but the fact that they are so easily letting opposition teams get it up two targets in the forward line so they can then kick an easy goal. I mean, it wouldn't have been so bad. It was embarrassing what happened with, with Danaher and Green, but it was just damaging that we that they were then able to get a goal within, in less than 20 seconds because of it. So they really, if they're going to hand pass and if they're going to play this... This this unnecessarily tight and and frivolous man this style and they really need to make sure that they've got their bases covered. On the bright side, um, came in the, there was no injuries, which is always good. There's no injury mm. concerns. There was a late out. Um, can't remember who's late out was now, but the, but it didn't really make a difference in the end result. Yeah. But you still got Patrick Ambrose listed as a test. Mm. Um, Travis Collier's got three to four weeks. Matthew D. He's uh, two to three weeks. Francis is still no return date. Mm. Marty Gibson, eight to ten. And Ben McNice with a McNice hamstring injury. Mm. Got a week on the sidelines there. So it's good. Our injury list is not big, no. which is always good. But next week, you think there'll be players getting dropped? Yeah, I think. I Look, I'd, I'd, can I say something very controversial? Say something very controversial. I, That's what the Flying Out podcast is made for. Do you think they would be crazy if they dropped Danaher? Well, that is controversial, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I yeah. know that they I, they hang on to him, but I really don't know what he offers them now. I mean, he's he can kick a few, he kicks a few goals, but not more than some of these other people they bring in could do. I, even even if they move Merritt up, Merritt's got a great, Merritt almost has as good a goal kicking record as Danny Danaher this season, and even if they just moved him away from the forward line. But I I reckon if they I, I maybe not drop, maybe that was just a bit of a rash thing to say. But I wouldn't be surprised if they moved him around. In terms of drop though, do you I think they should drop Stringer? Because he's been... He's, he's been quiet. I don't think he's I don't been think he played his best game on the weekend against the Doggies, but even that wasn't... Yeah. Do you, I remember the article in 2016 Yeah. that Stringer will make the Etihad Stadium like Gary Ablett made the G. Maybe. But that was in 2016. Yeah. Before he got dropped and got dropped and got dropped and then left the Doggies. Mm. And now as an essence, what a what a career and down. Gary Ablett made the MCG because he played in a winning so many winning teams and premiership just, just teams. Not uh, in premiership teams, not Gary Ablett. No, sorry, not four Gary. four runners up teams he did, but yeah, not. but not but not not he played yeah. successful teams, yeah. not yeah grand final teams. Whereas I don't think I don't think Essendon if if he's going to play for a team that always gets in the top eight in the in the in the bottom half of the top eight, then I don't think he's going to make yeah, it. Yeah, um, which is no fault of his own. I don't. I don't think Stringer's been playing terribly, but I'd, yeah, I'd be surprised if they dropped him. But at the same time, I wouldn't, I, yeah, I, I don't think it would be. Ah, uh, so so it was uh, Matt, Matt D that got was a later mission with an injury in. Okay, yep. yeah, but um, again next week, Jackson Mount again has been knocking on the door, kicked five goals in the VFL, which we'll get to later. Mm. Troy McKenna kicked three goals as well in the VFL. Kyle Langford, uh, Mason Redman. Matt Gulfie and Jaden Lever yeah. should also become under consideration, you'd think, mm. because Sean's in the VFL. 
Um, I think Kyle Langford, I think, got dropped on the weekend from mm. Essendon. Yeah. Because there, be, there will be changes. You don't lose two games in a row, especially no. one against a team that went from a team that could make that to wooden spoon fancies. Yeah, yeah. And expect to be, you know, hunky-dory the next week. I don't think, I don't think, um, I don't think, they're gonna. I, I don't think they're gonna keep Langford out. I think he's been a valuable player. Um, I think he's gonna be sort of one of these players that always teeters on the edge of of VFL and AFL. Ah, uh, yes, yes. A bit like a Heath Hawking type. But I think he'll be. I think. He, I think he. Uh, yeah, I reckon you're right. He'll be allowed back in. Well, on the AFL dot com website, they've got David Myers, uh, Josh Bagley. Yeah. Um, Matthew Dees was out, and then Connor McKenna, who's now going to miss three weeks. So you got Connor McKenna's definitely out. So there'll be a change. Yeah. Uh, you expect a Backman. I, um, I, I don't know of him. <laughs> Do you know who Backman is? No, I no, just no. get it. Go no. on, sorry. We we like we like to have fun here. <laughs> we are two struggling comedians, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like extremely struggling. Well, you're a struggling comedian. I'm just struggling. <laughs> Go on, sorry. But uh, I think Jackson Merritt would have to get a sniff. He's been mm. the he's been knocking on the door all year. In what it's safe to say could be his final season. Because he's again, you know, once you struggle not to make the team for three years straight, you're kind of on the other. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, 24. Yeah. Mm. Um, an average football career is three years as well. Yeah. People remember that. Yeah. Um, but who do you think? I think, as I said, Jackson Merritt should be in. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe they'll bring back in Kyle Langford as a two. Yeah. And uh, someone will need to get dropped. Yeah. I, I, who, I, I, when you look at it, I can't think who to drop. To be honest, I wasn't really paying that much attention to the players as individuals this week because I was just so. Shocked. I was actually paying a lot of attention to the bullies as well because I don't think they played terribly well. I think they were lucky to end up with a with a broken Essendon, but I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if they get hammered next week. Um, but I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know who they could drop. I don't. They'll probably end up dropping a fringe player who who don't notice. Be- oh, Begley th- played, didn't throw he? Throw someone on the bus, yeah. Begley played, didn't he? Yeah. If he did, he was very quiet. I reckon they'll probably drop someone like Begley. Another of these fringe. They'll probably they will probably drop someone who was so who's fringe and who. Is so quiet that who who is so unexpected that who played so unexpectedly that it is unexpected when they realise you dropped them. But then you think, oh yeah, he didn't do much on the weekend. So I think Begley will probably be. So they'll throw someone under the bus. Yeah, pretty much. Let's go back to the game. Like I said, I wouldn't. Another positive here: the VFL team. The VFL started on the weekend for Essendon. I know the first game was two weeks ago with Werribee and Geelong playing, but the first game for Essendon, Essendon played against Frankston, the newly reformed Frankston. Mm. Wasn't really new to the form. Essen running over the top 21, yeah. 17, 143, 6, 5, 41. Yeah. Not as bad as um, Collingwood's 31, 15, 201 to 11, 5, 71. Yeah. Smashing, but it was smashing in the West, which is um, the main reason probably why they're talking about bringing in the Reserve League because all the AFL teams won and they won quite convincingly over yeah. their non AFL team counterparts. Yeah. And I know that this is an extremely weakened Franks and probably the worst I'll ever be given that they're so new. That they don't have an AFL affiliation, their players are unseasoned, and I believe they were playing at a, at a new stadium, weren't they? Skybus Stadium. However, they um they still they still were convincing enough to be for this for this beat. They, they still were strong enough for this win to be convincing. I think at 102 points, that is ext- even in the VFL, that is phenomenal. Um, so that I I I think there's a lot to lot to um lot to lot to commend them about, and like you say, Jackson Merritt and and Danny Human. Um, kicking five goals each is 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 fantastic. That's that's the sort of thing we need to see more of in the AFL. Yes, or do you want to see more in the AFL? So get around Dylan Clark as well for Essendon. Um, ten tackles on the weekend. Yeah, that is absolutely massive. Yeah. Um, also, Lundberg with thirty-one hitouts. Um, 
Uh, Redmayne as well, and Langford also played really well, as well as Mr. Number 55 himself. Yeah. I say that because the name's not loading. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Yonan. Oh, yeah. Yonan. Big boy Yonan, I think. I actually don't know how tall he is. He played <laughs> well, having 11 kicks. Yeah. Uh, kicking five goals, though. Five absolute snaggers, along with Jackson Merritt kicking the five goals as mm. well. So, interesting game. It was a good game. Good win. Also, a few people that did, um, like mid- midfield and Nick Hind, who uh, held on to uh, Rach Lewis Pierce and stopped him from being able to um, being able to really get 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 a break. Yeah. So, that's sort of a less, less unstatistical achievements that helped them get such a big lead. Mm. Um, next up for Essen, though, they play Williamstown on the Saturday the 14th, April at 2 p.m. down in Williamstown. Mm. And they're the reigning premiers, I believe. No, Port Melbourne. Port Melbourne, sorry. I, I went to when Williamstown won the premiership a few years ago. They played Box Hill. The yeah. best example. Best, the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Um, what kind of... What so, yeah. So, Williamstown, so it was a, it was a stormy versus, day. Williamstown versus Box Hill. Yeah. And I was just, you know, the crowd was into it. There was probably a good 20,000 there. It was a mm. nice crowd review. Mm. This guy was just quiet. Just quiet. He's quiet all day. Yeah. They kick a goal. Where did I go? I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. He uh, was... Whoa. Just out of whoa. nowhere. Oh. <sighs> Why did you go to a Williamstown Box Hill match? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Nah, my little brother got into this thing and we got to go to the TAC Cup Grand Final and the VFL oh, Grand nice. Final oh, cool. for free. You have to win cool. it to go to, the, to that to yeah. the Williamstown uh, Box Hill Grand Final. But, oh, you? gave me a heart yeah. attack and a half, to be honest. How old was he? I was an old man, very old man. Yeah. Second, again, actually, attack. not the worst. The worst part I've ever seen was um, actually New Zealand. Okay. I went to a Wellington Phoenix Melbourne Heart game when I learned as Melbourne yeah. Heart. Yeah. And... Um, this guy, every five minutes, he, like, I should have timed him. Yeah. Calm the Phoenix. <laughs> Calm the Phoenix. He's <laughs> like, a, are you sure it wasn't just a, a scarecrow oh, with I a think, voice recorder? I, yeah, I think it was just a voice recorder. It was just, yeah. And I was like, oh, shut up. Run <laughs> your New Zealand, you don't care about soccer? At Anzac Day last year, there was a guy who would just not shut up and he was talking incessantly. I think he was a Collingwood supporter as well, so that's, no. that's the reason. And I was like, yeah, go on, you brother, keep going, keep going. And then I said to him, and then I, I said to him, just one point, mate, like you're sitting next to me. And I said, oh, you know, gee, gee, it's, uh, you know, weather's nice or something. And he goes, yeah. And then just remained silent for the rest of the game. Mm. So it's weird, it's the uh, kind of people you meet. Oh, it's you know, it's been a bad round when we're talking more about the supporters than we are about the club. Uh, what else is happening? Is there any, any other real news in um, in Essendon? There's no... Um, oh, the VFL, the VFLW again doesn't start till next month. Yeah. But it's been a good start. You start off positive. Essendon was unlucky to make to be our final last year. Yeah. But, and we did not kick... Uh, Christopher Howard kicked the most goals of eight goals, 72 mm. last season. Um, and, and unfortunately for Essendon, the, the, the AFL Essendon now, yeah. it's the return of the key forward with Buddy, Cameron, Lynch, Benning Brown. Yeah. And Joe Danaher, I think, missed out on the invitation, to be honest. He just yeah. did not show up. So, this is the favourite part of the round. This is the, the fact of the round. We get a fact from round four in a certain mm-hmm. year, and, we, and I try to guess, or you try to guess the fact. Definitely, yeah. This year is 1942. Classic year. Yep, classic year. Right in the middle of the war. Um, and understandable that the attendance was quite low. It was played at Princess Park. You know why it was played at Princess Park? Because um, MCG wasn't was available. It, yeah, it was used as an American yeah. military base. And that's what the grand final was when Essendon defeated Richmond yeah. as well. So you could say that there were bombers at the MCG as well. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. Tough crowd, tough yeah, crowd. Tough crowd. Oh. It's a few years before the worst ever grand final in history, which was um, the, the Carlton South Melbourne match of 1945. Yeah, the bloodbath. Blood when something like half, more than half the players were suspended mm. and the other half were injured. 
Um, this year, but anyway, nineteen forty-two. Essendon played uh, which team and which one won? Essendon played South Melbourne. Nineteen forty-two. No. No. Who they play? They played Richmond. Ah. I thought I'd bring this one up because oh. it's just a nice reminder. It's it's nice and soothing to remember a time when Richmond was bad. They they, they lost the grand final that year. Essendon? No, Richmond. Yeah, yeah they so lost the grand final in 1942 yeah. and they got hammered 132 to 79. So that was uh that was at Princes Park. Granted during the war and everything it was it was fairly poor conditions well, it was but kind still. Of the start of Essendon's dominant as well in the um 1940s where they went on to play I think eight Seven grand finals in a row, if you count a draw as a grand final. Uh, yes. They played, yeah, 40, One, 46, 47, 48, 48, 49. 50. And then 50. And 51. Yeah, and then 51, yeah. So they played, um, yeah. So Losing, they, and they won in 1940. So won 46, mm. lost 47 by a point, drew 48, lost the 48 replay. And if you check the score, they keep like 27 points. Mm. Um, defeated Carlton in 49, defeated North Melbourne in their first ever grand final in 1950. One in fifty one. Sorry, no, sorry, lost in fifty one because John Coleman got suspended in the prelim final. Yeah, yeah see, that's I, right. I know me facts, mate. <laughs> so you know your John Coleman suspension fact. Oh, yes, John Coleman is the last premiership coach apart from Kevin Sheedy. So yeah, yeah. And the last coach to win a final that wasn't Kevin Sheedy was all the way back in nineteen sixty eight. Mm, that's crazy. That's a terrible stat. That is terrible. It is insane to think that we've only had two. Pre- that the last, that is, the, yeah, we haven't had a premiership apart from Sheedy. We haven't had a premiership captain since John Coleman. Yeah. That's mad. 1965. Yeah. That's almost St. Kilda level. Oh, it was. You defeated St. Kilda in that grand final. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so there's the stat of the week. So, fortunate or unfortunate news now. Mm. Next week at Etihad Stadium, Essendon versus the Port Adelaide Power. I want it to be said from the very first round that I called and still do call Port Adelaide as the premiers. I I highly disagree. I think they were. They have not been. They impressive against Saint Anthony. Yeah. But they haven't weren't as impressive against Fremantle, and definitely weren't impressive against the Brisbane Lions. Oh, I think they were impressive. I mean, Brisbane have these weird matches. Brisbane is like a volcano, uh, like a dormant volcano. It just sits there like a boring mountain. Then out of nowhere, it'll just burst a little bit, and release some hot and uh, some destruction and lava. But then it just goes back for another thousand years of nothing. I don't. I don't think. I think losing to Brisbane, particularly after Brisbane had beaten. Um, Gold Coast last week, wasn't it? Uh, Brisbane. Brisbane. Brisbane played last week. Port Adelaide. No, the week before, sorry. Melbourne. It wasn't Melbourne. That's right, it was. And they won, didn't they? Lost. Lost. Never mind. Um, other than that, though, that's fantastic, the game. though. We watched the game as well. I know, I know. I, know. I, I know we're kind of distracted with the free wrestling game, but we were watching, especially when the scores were um, level, like halfway through the last yeah, week. We yeah. watched the game. Come on, Andrew. Anyway, well, uh, driven by that, I don't, I don't think Port Adelaide were terribly un- unbecoming against these other teams. I still think the way that they carry themselves in the first round is enough. And then they, and they, let's not forget, they did win 2-1. They are currently, Adelaide are currently on top of the ladder. Yeah, the only, the first time in over a decade that a team is under, only team that's undefeated after three rounds. Yeah, yeah. So usually there's more than one team, and yeah. yeah. Shows how close the season is. I mean, that's why I don't think Port Adelaide is as, as good as people think they are. Yeah, but I, I don't think we can sniff at that. I mean, they've won three matches. They've, they have. Uh, granted, they North only... North Melbourne won nine in a row in 2016. Yeah, well, exactly. There you go. That destroys my point then. <laughs> um, but the, And yeah, look at that. They've become the shining bastion of success ever since. But let's go to the last but five as well. Um, yeah. Round 15, 2013. Uh, Essendon defeated Port Adelaide 18-10, 118-12, 16-88 at Stadium. Uh, Port Adelaide went on to play finals that year where Essendon... Did but did not. They mm. were in the top eight because of the drug saga. They got kicked out the finals. Mm. 
2014. Anderson got over him again at Adelaide Oval. He won at the state. Mm. 8, 14, 80, 62 to 7, 18, 60. 2015, Poelle got over Essendon. 129 to... That's actually not a bad score. 29 to 129. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 129. That's odd. That's to 17, 14, 116 at Edith Stadium. 2016. So, so you play once a year. You don't do double up for some reason. Poelle won again. Essentially, though, we've had a pretty good record at Etihad, though. Yeah. Better than at, <laughs> really? in Adelaide. Better, really? than, better than at Adelaide. Because, against. yeah, again, um, they defeated you 17, 10, 112 to 7, 9, 51. And the last one, last year at Etihad Stadium. Yep. 1917, 131 to 8-13-61. Shameful to lose against Port Adelaide than any of the other teams we lost against. I well, who do we have the week after after play? Because there's an issue. We don't uh, want to be. Anzac we don't want to be one and three. Yes, we do. And then after Anzac Day, uh, it uh, is against against Melbourne at Etihad Stadium. They go got up, got confused, read the wrong team. Yes, Essendon right. versus Melbourne at Etihad Stadium is going to be good. Mm. So both there's an issue that Essendon could drop to five and one. Yeah, well, I don't think that. I think I reckon we'll have a better chance of beating Collingwood and Melbourne. I know, Melbourne's on fire them. at the moment. Melbourne are hungry. They are absolutely. They're not fire, they're mildly warm. I don't yes, <laughs> they're, they're, but Essendon is stone tinged. cold. Yeah, that's true. Like, Essendon, they're about to be known as Steve yeah, Austin. That's Essendon how stone is a cold they are. that's been left in the fridge and doesn't seem to cook oh, at all. It and was will one day burn on the outside and still be oh, cold it inside. It was terrible. I, don't, I agree. All right, yeah, fair enough. But I still think, oh, look, I, I, Essendon and Melbourne, Essendon is, definitely has a better record against Melbourne. Melbourne and won last last time they played. Yeah, but generally speaking, though, I think they're pretty they're pretty um, they're pretty even. Con- and and Anzac Day, well, I mean Anzac Day can go either way. But I we won last year, and we again we have a f- we had not have a terrible record against uh, none of these teams that we're about to play Port Melbourne and, and Collingwood. None of them we have a terrible record against. None of them we none of them we are totally are we none of them are the teams that we played that haven't won against in sort of you know ten years type thing. So. I'd be confident they could beat any of them except Port Adelaide. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think if we lost to Port Adelaide, it would be disappointing, but it wouldn't be an absolute travesty. And if they oh, beat I Port Adelaide, then be. I think I think if they beat Port Adelaide, it would be the equivalent of beating Hawthorne or at or, or Richmond or Sydney. I honestly. think I think if you lose to Port Adelaide, it's because I think Melbourne's going to be a big game, and yeah. you don't want to be two and five. No, two no. and four. Oh, of course not. No. Uh, so that's not where you want to be in a team no. that wants to play top four. No. What You're about scraping the eight? But that's not where you want to be. This is a hypothetical. Oh, I love hypotheticals. Going down the road. That's why we're doing this podcast. Um, if you, if we were to beat North, uh, no, sorry, if we were to beat Port and Collingwood, then we would have, well, then then we'd be five, three, three, two. How would you feel about going into it then against Melbourne? Then um, we'll see where Melbourne's at. <laughs> that's that's rely on what the other teams doing as well. Melbourne yeah. could lose the next two games. Yeah, and uh, if Melbourne lost the next two games, then they'd be. <sighs> Then they'd be two, yeah, two, two and four. Two, two, four, yeah. Two, four, yeah. So that's not that's mm-hmm. not fantastic either. But it's going to be very interesting. Um, I tip, I actually believe Essen will win this game. Yep. Yep. They were, um, put out, like I said, I don't think Port Adelaide's that good. Where I don't believe um, Essendon, I do believe Essendon's more hungry than Port Adelaide is. So mm. I do believe Essendon should get over the line by around 30 points. Well, certainly McConnor McHenry is, but as a team, I don't think Essendon is that hungry. I think they've got issues and they're a bit deflated, if anything. 
Um, and I think I think the Fremantle game would have, should have made them hungry. The Bulldogs game just has they just shown that they're, they're desperate now. Yeah, if I hope so. Me, if Port Adelaide, meanwhile, I think are very hungry because they've got they're they're on top of the ladder. I can sense that they've got just the fact that they keep changing the team week after week. I think is evidence that they're really trying to 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 capitalise on this momentum. And I wouldn't be surprised if they if they really beat us badly. I'd be disappointed, but not surprised if that happens. So I, I'm predicting that Port Adelaide are going to win, even though it's at Eddie Head. Very positive. But not by a huge margin, maybe 10, 15 points. Very positive there. That's all the time mm. for what we have here at the Flying Up Podcast. <laughs> Make sure you join us next week. Download the podcast. Like us on the Flying Up Podcast on Twitter or Facebook, the Flying Up Podcast, as well as get yeah, all your done podcast stores and podcast apps. Yep. Make sure you download us at, yes, the Flying Up Podcast, where we got to type in SIN. Flying our podcast, so thank you. All the time for what we have for yep. this week. Don't forget to like us on Facebook.com forward slash uh, Flying Up Podcast. Let us know if you have any comments about it. And um, if you want to hand pass to the ground, just do it. Please do. Yes, yeah, yeah. we're hand much. passing. You're Josh Green, and we're yeah. Dana Hurt. We're hand passing to you for another week. Thank you very much. <laughs>